the Christmas catalog is is something that's exciting uh, for us here in the field. Um, and looking through it each year, you know, uh, there's there's a highlight of um, you know 30, 40 different areas of focus, and each one of them are incredible opportunities for ministry, meet incredible needs in the field. Um, so it's not easy to just choose one. Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and it's hard to believe that the year is coming to a close. Uh, Here at the International Headquarters in Boone, North Carolina, we had a snow this weekend, and so uh, the simple changes of colder temperatures and shorter days are reminding me that the Christmas season is upon us. Uh, But it's also National Collection Week for Operation Christmas Child as I'm recording this, and so that week always gets my heart ready for Christmas. And, And we all know that Christmas is about Jesus's birth and his life here on earth. But yet, uh, the commercial uh, Christmas season seems to try to to tune that out. There's a rush and a hustle and bustle and chaos. And so I think it's important to to refocus on serving others. And so today, we wanted to take time to reflect on ways to bless and to give more intentionally this Christmas season. An easy way to do that is through the Samaritan's Purse Christmas Catalog. Uh, This year's Christmas Catalog has 41 gifts of hope. There are so many different gifts, from clean water to rescuing children in crisis or building a church. And every single gift provides physical relief with the purpose of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was able to sit down with my father-in-law, the president of Samaritan's Purse, Franklin Graham, and we just talked casually about what the Christmas catalog means to him. But our staff was also able to talk with our country directors in Ukraine, Iraq, and Cambodia. So you'll hear their voices and how the projects impact their regions firsthand. Uh, Here's my conversation with Franklin Graham. It's hard to believe that the holiday season is upon us, but as we prepare for the holidays, we wanted to talk about, and Christmas, we want to talk about the Christmas catalog, which began in, what, 1988? You began doing catalogs. We have one of the first ones right here in front of you, and it's fun to see how they've changed over the years, but the gospel hasn't changed. So let's talk about, you know, why the catalog is important to you, why it's special, and and then we'll dig into some of these projects individually. I think uh, for the Christmas catalog, I'm, what, do you, what do you want to get for someone who's got everything or doesn't need anything? And so the Christmas catalog is a way to, to give a gift that will impact a person's life. And you can do it in the name of your friend or family and let them know that you've bought a, a gift for a goat or you bought a chicken or you bought a, a, a well to be dug in their honor, their name. It's just a way to be able to give something at Christmas. And it's easy. You can do it sit in your living room and do this, you know, at home, and it has an impact. So that's kind of how we started. Now, the gift catalog has grown. We've got a lot of a lot of options, a lot of opportunity, uh, from, you know, taking care of mothers to taking care of children to uh, buying food. Uh, there's just a lot of options. But again, it's a way to give, do it in Jesus' name, and uh, where the gift has an impact. And I know each of the 41 gifts this year, 
you've seen firsthand. So I, I've heard about them, but you've seen them. So I want you to walk me through some of them. And I want to start with the gift of mending a child's heart. And you actually got to go to Mongolia this year. Yeah. You got to meet yeah. kids that received a heart surgery. Yeah. And this young pastor gave you this picture of him receiving his heart surgery. And he talked about how this surgery changed the trajectory. So why is this program so important? Well, uh, we've, we've, we've taken, I think it's over 140 children from Mongolia alone and brought them to the United States for open heart surgery. Now, you all you think of them as just being children, um, and a lot of them are, I would still call them infants. You know, they're not even a year old, and they have to have the surgery. But now, they well, I mean, they grow up. They don't stay little children. And, you know, after 20-some years, uh, there's some that are pastors today. There's some that are, uh, met one lady who was a doctor. And, of course, last year, uh, I had to have open-heart surgery, so... I've, when I talked to them this year, we had like a little reunion. I said, you know, I, we all have something in common now. I said, uh, I've got a scar too. So I undid my shirt and showed them, you know, my scar. And the younger kids want to come up and touch it. You know, they just wanted to, uh, so it's kind of fun. But these children would not have made it. These children would have died without the surgery. This year, uh, in, in really, you know, looking at what God is doing in our region, looking at what we're able to do as Samaritan's Purse in Iraq and Northeast Syria. The one that stands out the most to me is mend a child's heart. You know, in Iraq and Northeast Syria, we have the awesome privilege and opportunity to run the Children's Heart Project, uh, which meets critical cardiatric needs for, for children in our region. And so uh, that's the standout to me this year is mend a child's heart. Just this morning, Christy, I visited our team who are conducting children's heart screenings mm. in Dehuk. So Dehuk is the far northwest corner of Iraq. Uh, we have a few colleagues from the U.S. led by a pediatric cardiologist here all week for these screenings. Um, Iraq lacks the necessary equipment to conduct these life-saving surgeries. Mm. Through our children's heart project, we're able to identify children who require immediate medical intervention and provide them with the necessary surgery in places like the United States and in the Grand Cayman Islands. So this morning, as I was sitting in the waiting room, I couldn't help but notice the look of just desperation hmm. in these moms and dads' eyes as they held their babies. They were waiting to be screened. I, I watched this incredibly beautiful blue-eyed boy, probably a year and a half old. Hmm. And, and while he was playing, I listened to his mom and his dad lead for help for their son. And as a dad, I, I cannot imagine the weight this father must feel. You know, this year we're, we're targeting to complete nine surgeries. And so um, that's just one of the 41 gifts. So maybe can you scroll through? Let's just look through them. I know you've sure. seen the impact of all of them in the okay. field. I mean, if you take, um, uh, well, let's just take... Uh, Fun gifts for less than $20. This, this is my favorite one. Yes. All right. Baby chicks. Buying chickens. You say, well, what does a chicken do? <laughs> a chicken lays eggs. So if they get enough chickens, they can, and they got hens out there laying eggs, uh, it's income. And we think, well, is that a big deal? Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, for somebody that makes just a, a, a few dollars a day, uh, to be able to have um, a source of income from being able to have chickens. And um, another thing, this was my mother's. 
when I was a little boy, she gave me a black lamb, and the little black lamb played Jesus Loves Me. We've got these lambs that played Jesus Loves Me, just the tune. And um, for and you say, was that a big deal? For a little kid that's living in a bomb shelter in, in Ukraine with, with Russian bombs dropping all around their city and these ex- explosions and people screaming, to have something that they can hold that plays a tune. I remember I was in Rwanda during the massacre, and uh, there was a pickup truckload full of children, and uh, they were trying to take them out of the war zone and take them back to Uganda. And I remember this little girl just quietly singing. Her parents had been killed, and she was quietly singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. And uh, she was singing it in French, but we recognized the tune. You know, so uh, a blanket for a child or for a family, just providing a blanket. Right now in the Ukraine, I'll tell you right now, our blankets are valuable. Because so many people's bedding and clothing have been destroyed, the apartments have gone. And so what the clothes that they have on are the only clothes that they have. And some people will go for months without bathing or even washing their clothes. And, um, and even your blankets and everything, you know, after a while, just smell. And to be able to give somebody a fresh, brand new, clean blanket is a, is a big deal. And that's, uh, I think that's $6. It's not just a matter of, of comfort. It's really a matter of survival. And so with the heat being cut off and electricity being cut off, gas getting cut off at various different times, various different ways around Ukraine, then shelter winterization is just at the top of our priority list and the top of the concerns of those that live in Ukraine. So when you get out into what we call the red zone, the areas that are right next to the the front line where the fighting is continuing to go on and, and people are at great risk because of the conflict, then a lot of those people that are there have a habit of congregating together and not being in their individual houses, either because their houses have been damaged or they, they find it to be more effective to congregate together in wherever, whatever shelter, whatever home has the largest basement. And so you find a lot of these, these individuals clustered together as families in a singular basement, um, sometimes with, you know, 30, 40, or 50 people inside of this basement together. So it's very valid that they have sheltered in this way, but these basements are, are cold and, and kind of dank even in the warm days of summer. And so they're especially cold during the winter time. And so blankets, are a huge blessing to people that are in these kind of environments. Um, you have kids and elderly people along with um, just your average adults that are there uh, that are sticking it out and really are incredibly resilient. But having blankets in place there, stoves, things like that are, are really important to their survival. We're not just there to provide aid, but we are there to provide aid with the love of Christ in mind and in act. And so Doing that, you know, when, when people are asking, why is it that you are here and, and how is it that you can be here in these areas when, when everyone else is staying away? Well, that's the perfect opportunity to be able to share the gospel. So helping missionary hospitals, $50. And when we talk about a missionary hospital, uh, the only health care for dozens and dozens of countries is missionary medicine. They're the only ones that provide a Western medicine, style of medicine. So to support mission hospitals, uh, not only are you helping 
people that are sick and come to the hospital for whatever reason, but uh, we're able to communicate the gospel through the Mission Hospital. So by supporting and helping Mission Hospitals, it's the proclamation of the gospel. I think missionary medicine is one of the great tools for evangelism. When a person is sick and they come to a hospital and they're healed, and uh, while they're there, they hear that God loves them and cares for them, that Jesus Christ died on a cross for their sins. Uh, this is huge. Mm-hmm. And that is why all these projects, all these gifts are given. Physical need met, but so that we can share the gospel. And so in all these projects, you can be assured the gospel has been shared. Uh, so all these gifts, they're not only just physical short-term, but they're long-term. They're eternal gifts that last. And as you mentioned, the the medical uh, hospitals, there's also a new gift in there um, equipping evangelists and chaplains yeah. in the hospitals, you know, because we've seen the importance for, yes, the doctor shares the gospel, but also a chaplain. So as the chaplains and, and as buying resources for the chaplains, mm-hmm. there, there are things like um, helping to send a missionary doctor. There's opportunities for that. That would be a wonderful place, uh, you know, to, for them to work in a mission hospital, mm-hmm. but they can't do it or won't do it is because of the finances. They just don't have the money to do it because they're already in debt. Uh, it's just a, a lot of wonderful opportunities, but to do it in Jesus' name. And you've, you've been given these gifts. My kids love to give you these gifts. So they gave you chickens last year, I think goats one year, and they picked out a goat figurine to go with it. So I encourage people, if you do want to give someone a gift, you could give them a blanket for them to keep and then give a blanket in honor of them. And that way you can tangibly be praying, thinking about that gift. Um, Yeah, so how has it made an impact when you're given that gift? How can you pray better for these projects? And, and, you know, there's there's another, you know, some gifts are, you know, $10, $20, $30, whatever, $100. But, you know, there's some here up to $6,000. I said, what in the world would you spend $6,000? Well, sending a, a military couple, a wounded uh, veteran, uh, and sending them to our Operation Heal Our Patriots up in Alaska. That's, that's what it costs to send a couple up there. About $6,000. And, uh, but what did we do f- during that week? Well, a lot of these couples, most of them are not Christians. And, uh, they, they come, these couples at the end of the rope, they're fighting, they're, uh, arguing with each other and some, some of them cursing each other. And you just say to yourself, this is going to be a long week. But, uh, these couples who have gone through so much, that have lost so much, that have sacrificed so much for this country, but yet who don't know Christ. And by the end of the week, to see their lives transform, uh, many of them confess their sins and repent and, uh, put their faith and trust in Christ. And we baptize them right there, right there. And uh, it makes a huge difference. And so, I mean, this, uh, now a lot of people can't afford something like that, but there are people out there that can afford to send a couple to Alaska. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's, uh, it's called Operation Heal Our Patriots. So it's uh, just one of the programs that it's, um, it's a, it's a specialized ministry. I feel that these men and women that have served this nation that have been wounded lost an eye, a leg, an arm, brain damage, and they've done that for our freedom. This is the least we can do is try to introduce them to the Savior. And uh, when they come to Alaska, there's no expenses. We, we pay the expenses from the time they leave home till the time they get back home. And um, 
So it's no cost to them. We, we cover it. But it's, uh, we're taking it, we're not just, we, we'll take them bear viewing and fishing and they have some fun things to do. But they, they have marriage retreat. I'm assuming they have marriage classes, marriage enrichment classes, morning and then another session in the evening. And so it's pretty intense. And they deal with a lot of these marriage problems, a lot of a lot of the difficulties that they're going through. So um, it's a good investment. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it's six hundred dollars, but people can give a small portion. If you can't give that whole thing, you can still give towards that gift. Yeah. Same thing with the wells. Some of these that are a lot of money, you can still give into it a smaller portion. Um, but you're right; that impact is eternal and long on, ongoing. Um, uh, drilling wells, we we do a lot of that. Uh, I'm just looking here, bringing clean water to a community, $75 is a suggested gift. The things that we'd be hoping for from the gift catalog this year, I really want to say put a stop to human trafficking because we have, well, we do a lot of work uh, in stopping human trafficking here. It is a significant issue. So I want to say that. It's really important. It ties all our programs together. But I also then I scroll down and I see give a filter, a water filter to a family. That is such a significant program here in Cambodia. The dry seasons here are so crushing and people end up drinking dirty water and, and just getting sick. Kids can't go to school. Parents can't work. So I definitely want to say that one as well. And then just above it is drill a village well, which is kind of even better because the well gives you reliable access to water all year and it is clean and pure and it changes the community's life. So Samaritan's First Cambodia distributes, builds and distributes over 2,000 household water filters a year, which means that close on 10,000 people a year for the first time in their life have access to clean, healthy drinking water. So what that, what that means is that the rate of diarrhea in a community goes from somewhere between 15 and 20% of people all the time down to below 5%. It means that kids can go to school reliably and learn and build a future. They're not missing every two weeks. They're not missing three days from diarrhea. I mean, adults can work reliably. Uh, it means they're not having to constantly pay off medical debt. Every time a child gets diarrhea and they take them to a clinic, half a month's wage that they have to somehow come up with and end up in the clutches of, of loan sharks. So the clean water, it is such a foundation for life change. It, it affects everything. So that is why we love the water filters. So it's a great catalog with a lot of ideas, a lot of opportunity, and it's not for everybody, but it's for, for a person that you've been struggling, what do you give them? Mm-hmm. You know, And you're kind of, oh, and you don't want to go out to the store and stand in line and rack your brain. You can do it right here. And what you do is send the money. That money goes toward that project. And then we send a note to your loved one or your friend or whatever that you have given this money and that uh, you have bought a chicken or you bought a goat or you bought a well or or you're paying for a couple to go to Alaska. And all of this is done in Jesus' name. They'll get a note saying that you have done this in their honor. So they'll see that this has been given to them this Christmas. What I love, too, is it's it's beautiful. It has pictures of the gifts and the people receiving them, but it also has scripture with each gift. So you can you can pray over that scripture and 
So I think it's a powerful, it's almost like a devotion. You can um, look through it. Um, So I guess just finally to close, you know, how would you encourage people to pray? You know, this, this Christmas season, as we give gifts, knowing where they're going, how can we be praying? Well, we're living in a very dangerous world. We're just living in a very dangerous time, and we need to be praying that God would use us to be his ambassadors, that we would not back up, that we don't retreat, that we keep preaching and telling people how to have a relationship with God through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, And uh, how much time do we have to do this? I don't know, but let's do it while we can. Thank you so much for joining us today. Again, I give Christmas catalog gifts to most of my family every year especially my my hard-to-buy-for father-in-law. We always get him a Christmas catalog gift, and then I typically, the kids pick out something to wrap up that goes alongside with it. So last year we did, we gave chickens to him, and we gave him a Chick-fil-A gift card. Um, And then my mother-in-law, we gave her the honeybee project, and we gave her some honey and like a candle with the honeybee's wax uh, so that she could burn throughout the year. I always like wrapping something up so that they can think about the gift. but also know that something is going forward in their name, uh, in Jesus' name. And so it's just a fun, creative way to give a meaningful gift uh, during the Christmas season. Uh, You can find uh, the catalog on our website at SamaritansPurse.org. We'll include the link in our show notes as well. Um, And I'd love to hear from you. What are your favorite gifts in the catalog this year? Uh, you can join us at, in, on Instagram at OnTheGroundSP to see uh, scenes of content, but also to connect with us. We really would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.